0: Hello everyone, welcome to Toonami Therapy, recording slightly early this week on August 2nd of 2022. I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to be talking about anime stuff we've been watching, including stuff on Toonami, one of which isn't an anime. Uh, but, so, I was about to say, but we'll get to it then, but then I remember, oh yeah, we, we were talking about them in the order they air, so Primal is first. Um, okay, I guess uh, for some quick updates on uh, some of the past shows we've watched, I wanted to mention uh, Black Clover the manga after a hiatus of about three months is back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, supposedly at some point, Hunter Hunter is going to return the manga. No, re- uh, uh, really this time, they say. Uh, also, uh, I guess I should mention the uh, final novel, the final light novel of Konosuba, it was released in English today. Literally today. So, there you have it. Uh, Update stuff on things. So, now that we've gotten uh, that, uh, I guess we'll start out. We'll go into, because I guess we're covering it now, uh, Primal Episode 3. So, um, uh, spear tries to cheer up Fang a bit after the previous episodes. Then he uh, then he goes and uh, well, he gets a spear, and I guess that's the important um, thing because his previous one uh, broke, or did it break? I, th- I think it broke, but I can't remember. The point is, he gets a spear, but it doesn't matter because they get attacked by uh, Vikings or. People modeled after Vikings, which um you end up fighting against, and he gets a sword. So you know, it's like it's like gonna level up in an RPG. You you get a you get randomly attacked by um by enemies. You beat them, and then you take their uh, equipment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the big thing is that they do manage to uh work out that they they follow go to the place the guys were apparently from and find a bunch of you know. Uh, captured people, including Miro, who they managed to find only three episodes in. I was a little surprised at that. And then they're like, uh, and then Spear's like, okay, let's leave. And then you hear a sort of weird growling thing in the mist. You have no idea what it is. Maybe it's Fang. Maybe it's something else. Uh, It's one of those annoying cliffhangers where the cliffhanger is that you don't actually know what the cliffhanger is. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the first half of this was kind of boring, but I did think it got more interesting once, like, you know, they actually got into the fight with the Vikings and all the rest of the stuff.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: have much to say. I found that Primal is consistently better whenever there are other humans around. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so consistent. Like, I was really liking this, um... Season, I guess there weren't really that many in the first episode, but but after that, yeah, it was more interesting. The first season got more interesting when Mira showed up. The this one was more interesting uh, in the previous episode than the first half of this, and it's not until the other humans show up that it gets interesting again. It's w- w- they should have introduced these earlier. Anyway, moving on to actual anime, <clears throat> we've got Yashahime. Season two, or I think it's also called Yashihime the Second Act. <laughs> um, so basically, after uh, uh, let's see, in our last episode, Setsuna uh seemed to get really injured or possibly die. So Toa uses the um, Tenseiga to uh n- to bring her back, and uh, that's the episode.
1: It literally took the entire episode for Toa to scream enough for Ten Saiga to finally work for her, and that was pretty much all. it Was like we we made that joke about how that Dragon Ball had that episode where all it was was people powering up the Spirit Bomb, but that's literally what this was, like. There wasn't really much else to it. and um, Now, I I do appreciate the recap they gave at the beginning of the episode. Like, that was very helpful to me. So, I can't say anything bad about that. But, um, as for the rest of it, it just seemed like screaming for a power-up and was granted. And now... Satuna's back to life, and Sasomaru goes away as usual to to allow his daughters to just uh, go off on their own. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I guess we get back to normal stuff next week.
0: Yeah, that's what it seems to be. This episode kind of felt almost like obligatory, as if they were thinking, okay. Well, we ended the previous ep- season with a cliffhanger. Uh, I-, I guess we have to actually resolve it. Mm-hmm. What was? Let me actually just double. Uh, okay, it does look like both episodes were written by the same uh, person. Um, so, uh, Katsuyuki Sumisawa, who it looks like. Uh, wrote most of the episodes in the series so okay so it wasn't a case of it having to be uh handed off to someone else but it did kind of feel like it was just a matter well I guess we got to resolve this and we can't have it resolved like you know super quick but we got so we got to devote some time to it but uh I guess we'll just have them you know just scream for an episode and that'll be it remind I (laughs) it reminds me of um The that uh, you you, I assume you've seen the uh Star Trek: The Next Generation two-part episode, the one where Picard gets captured by the Borg. Yeah, yeah. The guy who wrote both parts of it, it was it was funny because he like talked about and when he wrote the big cliffhanger, he had no idea how it was going to be resolved because he just assumed because he said, I mean, I was planning to leave the show. I thought it would be someone else's problem. But then he got persuaded to stick around, and then he, you know, came up with actually a pretty decent conclusion to something he had no plans for, so. hmm Yeah. All right, so, Lupin the Third, Part 6, Episode 14. Well, were you all excited and interested in finding out all the information about Lupin's mother? Well, too bad, it turns out it wasn't actually his mother. When he said mother, he really meant, oh, it was just someone who taught me some stuff.
1: Yeah, so what he said was true
0: from a certain point of view. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, but it doesn't make sense for Lupin to say it in that context at least in universe because when obi-wan said it, it was like okay you know i didn't want to let luke know his father was darth vader there's no reason since lupon just tells them soon enough anyway th- there's no reason for him to have said that the only reason is the out of universe c- consideration that it gives us a cliffhanger thing mm-hmm. anyway um <clears throat> so let's see if i can remember um this one, right, so they're trying, um, to go af, uh, oh man, this episode kind of a blur, unfortunately, they, um, the, I'm, gl- I'm just glancing over the, to remind my health. No, yeah, so basically, uh, that other, um, group of the, yeah, yeah, Sorry, a group of the other thieves, uh, basically holds up a bank by, you know, Axe, uh, and such, and, um, but, uh, Lupin's able to track them, they get over, um, there and manage to get the, uh, treasure, the, one of, the, the person who was going up against says that she was, um, trained by that person that, you know, Lupin said was her, his mother and Lupin, because Lupin was like saying, oh yeah, well she died, but I guess she didn't die because she probably faked her death or whatever. And, uh, that's basically the, um, yeah, that was the episode. Another one where I kind of jumbled up my description. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well,
1: uh, it wasn't as good as last week, that's for sure, and, um, yeah, just not as exciting.
0: I, I just felt kind of, like, uh, sort of cheated in, like, that cliffhanger. No, that's not, no, it wasn't actually my mother. Uh, that, that was just kind, that was a bit annoying, and kind of makes me like the previous episode less in retrospect. hmm Um... But yeah, yeah, it was it was okay. I mean, I'm still I think I'm liking it more than a lot of the stuff in the first half. It uh so definitely. So there's that at least. Okay. <clears throat> so um All right. Anything else to say about Lupin? No. Okay. So, um let me see if I can uh remember the stuff that happened in One Piece. This is so weird cuz I can remember small stuff that happened and yet I'm thinking but what was the bigger part of the series? Okay, so everyone's all um so everyone's all happy cuz that the that the good guys won and Jimbe's or Uh, tells Luffy, well, I'd be interested in joining your crew, but I still have some stuff I have to take care of first, so, uh, we'll see, so maybe later. I'll take a rain check. Uh, so we basically get that, um, that caribou guy manages to steal a bunch of the treasures from the palace. Uh, we get some, um, there was all that, uh, stuff... The, uh, bad guys are like in prison and got sort of like aged because of all the steroid stuff they took. <laughs> so, uh, I guess there's an anti-drug message in there <laughs> or at least an anti-doping message, I guess. Uh, yeah, not, it's not an anti-drug message. Cause you see Sanji with a cigarette all the uh, time. It's an anti-doping message. <clears throat> okay. So we get through all that, um, stuff and uh, then we find out that because uh, that uh, someone named Big Mom I don't know if this is the first time we've heard of her or not uh, is coming there because she wants uh, to get like um, candy and stuff that she's supposed to get but all the stuff ended uh, but the whole conflict thing ended up with the candy factories destroyed and there not being any uh, candy left so they're like well uh oh we're in trouble because she destroys islands that don't uh, do that, and that's where it ends.
1: Yeah, my biggest problem with this was that uh, it, it's, it was the perfect time to end the arc, and just for them to leave and to move on to something else, and <clears throat> and they basically begged Luffy you to stay around for this banquet thing and now there's all this other stuff and it's like we were so close to getting away from this art and now they want to hang out and do some more stuff which is disappointing because there are literally zero good characters outside the Straw Hats and Jinbei and yeah, there's just there's just nothing else good about it.
0: Yeah, it, it does kind of feel like that. I I knew they were going to stay at least a little while later because I knew that Big Mom showed up sometime in this arc and she hadn't done it yet, so I knew there had to be something extra. Now, when is I'm just looking up. Oh yeah, it looks like um this is her premiere appearance. Okay. Um, she she ends up being more important later on. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's also the stuff where they mention, oh, uh, in terms of stuff that probably didn't mean anything at all to you because you missed all the stuff that related to it, but they mentioned, oh, yeah, so Aokiji and Akeinu uh, fought over who would become Fleet Admiral, and Akeinu won. So, we get that, uh, bit of, uh, catching up on stuff, I guess. But, yeah, it's, uh... It did feel like it was kind of the ending point, but uh, we still don't have—we don't have—the arc is almost over. We only have a little bit left, I think. That's good. It—it it looks like at—it looks like at least according to this division of arcs I'm looking at, there's four episodes left. So that's two weeks. Um, and then we move on to another uh thing. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, and I guess that's all the stuff we watched uh, for Toonami. Um, so I guess we'll be talking about some of the non-Toonami stuff. Uh, we were planning to be adding some stuff, but due to various circumstances, one of which being that you kind of got, you've you been kind of busy this week and next week, not so much, so I, I guess we've kind of stealthily and unintentionally added birdie wing to our recap. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that, so if you want to, um, discuss birdie wing episode five, yes, yeah, five.
1: Yeah. So, uh, basically now after, if that last golf of course, wasn't crazy enough. Now Eve is going into a, a VR virtual reality, um, Thing where she can play golf courses all over the world in a in a VR setting, which actually isn't uh, that far off real life because uh, they do have machines that you can just swing a golf club and you can play all kinds of imaginative imaginary courses, and you know, of course, some of them could be real, like these ones, um, but she meets Ali, and they kind of make up after that misunderstanding, and and then they're about to say some more whenever Eve gets pulled out of the VR, which made me think is this sword art online? You know, and um, because that's something that happened in Sao with with Yuki, um, I really liked how in the opening theme song, they actually have a scene with one of the most famous holes in all golf, uh, St Andrews in Scotland, and I was like, boy, that that is. That is uh pretty cool that they were they inserted that in in there because I, I recognized it right away. It was whole eighteen. So uh that was pretty cool. Um I like the episode as usual. Um I'm not sure how many other ways they're gonna think up of uh, having golf without actually going on real courses but uh we'll we'll see but I yeah I enjoyed it
0: so I've um so in regard to uh that so yeah this one was another case where the series kind of went crazy And I, I was like, I, initially I was thinking, okay, you know, virtual reality, it's, you know, science fiction, but I, I, honestly, this seemed a little more plausible than a transforming underground golf course. But here's the issue I have, that it's apparently not just, you know, VR in that, you know, you put the helmet thing on, and, you know, you swing something, because she's not holding anything, um, in real life, she's just, like, swinging her, um, hands around and apparently that it can even measure based on uh that somehow, which uh but here's the part that was bizarre to and it's only a brief line, I guess, but it's a part where she makes the club appear in the virtual reality and she says, Huh, it weighs about as much as a real club. And I'm thinking, there you're not holding a real club. You shouldn't be hold, feeling any Thing at all, or is this like Sword Art Online level virtual reality where it can make you actually feel weight and stuff? Because if that's the case, this is a much, much more science fiction setting than we were led at, to believe at the start.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's, um, so that's a weird uh, one there. Um, so yeah, they, we're we're at the point where the series has kind of gone crazy. I, I guess we'll see if it goes crazier as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh. Then I guess we can move on to what we were talking about. Uh, rent a girlfriend.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, how do you want to handle it? Well, you mentioned last week that you kind of suddenly went ahead and watched up till episode eight and I tried to catch up and did, and then got to nine. But in the meantime, Uh you said you finished the season. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know how well you can remember individual episodes or, um, or like what? Yeah. I can't
1: really remember individual episodes, um, um, I, I mean,
0: know. I mean, I have like comments and stuff. I jotted down a few random things for the episodes I saw, but it it's, might be a little weird if I, if we do this, and um, and where where you've seen more? I mean, I guess we could just discuss the stuff that I saw. I I watched up to the part where um, oh, what was her name? Ruka. Ruka yeah. like met with um his grandmother, and mm-hmm. family that episode. So. Okay, I'll just, I'll just put in my brief stuff, um, here, uh, okay, episode five, um, I could have gone my entire life without seeing that one and a half minute scene of the main, of, um, uh, Kazuya, um, jerking off, I, I, uh, really didn't need that, um, also, why is Mizuhara, uh, all, when, when she, likes out, comes out of the shower, and, you know, she's still, like, wearing stuff, but there's still a bit of cleavage exposed. Why did she get nervous about Kazuya seeing that when he literally seen her wearing considerably less clothing when they were at the beach? Um, the grandmother being into gacha games is kind was kind of funny. Um, so then episode uh, 6, I wrote, So they were going to break up, but then they didn't. And then they were going to break up, and they didn't. Is this series just going to be the same back and forth over and over? Uh based on the next three episodes, yes. Uh that's the thing. Uh we get introduced to Ruka, who I uh predicted oh she must also be a rent to girlfriend. Episode seven. Okay, we do find out um she is. There's uh some other weird uh stuff here. Um oh yeah, with Ruka. There's a part where he inadvertently gropes her. It does not make sense as to how that happened. Like, by accident. Like, how did his hand just suddenly end up there? It, it uh, Does she have that, like, weird lucky lecher lure thing that one character in Fire Force had that caused them to continually end up in um, stupid fan service situations? Uh, there's that. Also, she's totally into Kazuya for some reason. It's confusing. I don't get it. Then episode eight is when it does is when we see the whole plot of oh man uh, he's um, he sees um, uh, Mizuhara with this guy and he's trying to figure out oh do, is it an actual boyfriend or is it just or is she just spending time with him because uh, rent he's renting her and then we get a bunch of stuff of him following them around and trying to figure it out and just as is the case in every single other time this plot has ever been done in the history of television. It turns out, no, it's not any of those things. It was just a silly misunderstanding on his part. He's, um, just like some guy who works in the movies and she's trying to get into it by being an actress. Also, there's a lot of, uh, fantasy stuff of, of, uh, of, uh, here about with, where he's thinking about, um, her and that, uh, guy uh like being intimate and that was kind of annoying and i've kind of concluded that um that uh, the worst part of the show are Kazuya's fantasies kind of the opposite of spy family where the best part is anya's fantasies um then episode nine is just the stuff of where uh they're all at like the family stuff and i'm still very confused as to why ruka is so completely into Kazuya. There you go. Those are some random thoughts I jotted down. I'm sure that was very stream of consciousness. Okay. I don't know. Did you have anything you wanted to say?
1: Yeah, I, I liked it. So... I really liked it.
0: Hmm. I'll have to give... I I feel like I need to watch the rest of the series um to give a final verdict, but I guess I just say, meh, it's okay. There's some parts that. A bunch of stuff I don't really um like, but there's some kind of jokes at work and stuff, so I don't know. I guess we'll see uh next week. I guess as a result of this we did end up going through the series pretty quickly. Yeah. Um yeah, I guess maybe we could talk about it as a whole later on afterwards. Um there you go. That was my stream of consciousness uh stuff. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. uh if it made any sense at all. Okay. Okay, um, all right, uh, so that was that, uh, nothing else to say about it then? No. Okay. Okay, anything else to say, period? No. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, that's been that stuff. Uh, I guess for next week, I'll just finish the series quick, um, to be caught up with you, and then we can, uh, try to figure out one. Now that your schedule is more open, we can check out some other stuff that we, uh, we can like look into some other things maybe, and maybe get back to the Fates Day night movies or a bunch of stuff. A lot of things are up in the air, I guess, but we'll still be back with the tsunami stuff as usual. And, uh, Mm -hmm. hopefully a Yashime episode that involved more than, you know, just bringing someone back to life. Yep. Okay. Well that's it. Uh, we'll see you um next week. Bye. Oh wait, hang on. We just realized that we forgot to record the top three stuff. So um, I guess we can just go in with that. Um I suddenly remember that I'm that we do this, but then I realized oh wait, I don't have a top three ready. So let me think about that quick. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know I'll, if you I'll have... go
1: with mine. I'll go with mine. Uh, first place, Red and Girlfriend. second place, Birdie Wing, and third place, Yasuhime.
0: Okay. For me, let me think about this quick. You know, I actually would say, insanity aside, the Birdie Wing probably was the, um, thing I enjoyed the most this week. Uh, for second place, I think I put, um... Despite some of my misgivings, uh, I did still enjoy Primal—a good uh, deal—and then for third place, um, let me think about that quick. I, I guess, despite again the, some of the criticisms, uh, I'll—I uh, yeah, it was nice to see Yashihime back, and at least they did uh, bring the stuff back. So yeah, that would be my uh, top three. I don't think mm-hmm. I can really rank Rent a Girlfriend when there were when I I went through like you know four episodes compared to yeah. the other series. Yeah. Okay, that's our uh, new ending, and now now is the actual end. As you should be able to tell, by if you're looking at the amount of minute of seconds left on the uh, audio file, so we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.